Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real conversations. So for the Amazing Truth Minute today, we'll focus on Matthew chapter 25, verse 35 to 36. And it says, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. See, folks, the Bible reveals that God cares deeply for the poor and afflicted. As Christians, we are to concern ourselves with the same things God cares about. It's no secret that God has a heart for the poor and he calls his children to tend to their sufferings. In the book of Matthew, Jesus was speaking about the final judgment when believers will be separated from non-believers. One evidence of saving faith that will differentiate the saved from the lost is a history of caring for those in need. Our good deeds don't save us, but they are, they are evidence of a genuine faith. If we understand how desperately poor in spirit we are apart from Christ, the, the inevitable result is we will sympathize and have compassion for the poor of this world. The more we come to understand the gospel, the more our hearts will relate to the poor and marginalized as we realize that apart from Christ, we would be spiritually, we would spiritually be in the same condition. So we ask that God will break our hearts over the things that break um, your heart. We pray that you teach us to love all those whom you love and to serve all those who you have called us to serve. That is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome back, welcome back, Kenan. Ezra, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, sir. <laughs> Good to see you. Always, Well, always. I think we need to start being real. I've seen you before I even know. this podcast. <laughs> Many <laughs> times. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> you know, uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. And I hope you are. I, 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 I am looking forward to our conversation today. Yes, yes. Uh, let me ask you a question. Why are you looking forward to the conversation? I'm looking forward to this conversation because... Uh, uh, the guest we have lined up is uh, someone we've come to know. Yep. And we are excited to hear her story. Yep. And we're excited to, not even just to hear her story, mm-hmm. but for the people that will hear her story. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's that's why I'm excited. Why are you excited, Ezra? I'm excited because I, I we're seated with our, our friend. Yes. You know, I'm excited. Yes. Just just even if we sit and we don't talk, I'm yeah. excited just yeah. <laughs> to be able to see our guest, our friend Edna. Um, I'm, I'm just I, we've had the privilege to hear her amazing story. You know, amazing journey, and um, I'm excited. I'm always celebrating life. I'm always. Um, I'm all. I'm always celebrating life. I'm always celebrating when. Uh, when you you hear someone's journey and 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 you draw from lessons from them, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. uh, I mean I'm already inspired, and I know our guests is ready to inspire us, is ready to speak to us, is ready to share her story. But listeners, viewers, 
wherever you are we just want to uh, first of all appreciate you yeah sometimes we don't celebrate the people who join to listen yeah. and to do mm-hmm. uh, be part of us we appreciate you uh, but we also want to uh, thank you for the uh, amazing messages that we receive yeah. amazing uh, feedback support um you know some have called it in, uh, it's inspiring inspiring uh, it's moving uh, so we we appreciate and those yeah. those we always call those the silent listeners silent as well listeners, want right. to thank you as well for for yeah. listening silently <laughs> <laughs> but we really it's it's free to support <laughs> but we appreciate your listening and, and and following and also giving us encouragement to to do more of this all right all right now thank you so much let us just dive into our conversation for today uh, we cannot do that um without without introducing our guest but today we are we are privileged to have our friend our sister you know who's joining us to share her journey her story and uh, i will be doing this service if i introduce her so I'll let her just to introduce herself tell us your name uh, tell us um, why you are excited because definitely i uh, want to believe you're excited to be here with us and um, one thing that if i missed everything everything at the end of the day let's say i lose power let's say the internet crashes uh before somebody gets to hear the whole story one thing that you would like us to take away yeah okay thanks for having me here Ezra and Kenan my name is Edna Kerubo and one thing that i'd like you guys not to miss those who are listening and also us here One thing I'd like us to know and to keep in mind always is that God is faithful. Mm. Yes. God is and faithful. And I said it at the start so that I, you also don't miss it in case something happens. Yes. All right. No, All right. That's a All powerful right. statement, guys. We should just yeah. end the podcast, Kenan. That's yeah. <laughs> Cuz at the end of it everything just comes yes. back. Everything yeah. just comes back to that. Uh we are excited. We are excited to have you Edna. Somebody may be wondering, okay, so what are they going to talk about and da 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 and all that stuff. In a nutshell, uh we just want to talk about uh, uh Edna's journey through schizophrenia, right? And uh how God has been faithful, how she has journeyed through that journey and um how she is still uh, standing tall and uh using her story as a a tool to empower and encourage uh, someone. So, yeah. Uh let's dive deep. Let's yeah. just dive deep into Bef- it, Ken. Yeah, before we do that, I think uh it's it's paramount to say that uh this is never easy. It's never easy. It's never easy for someone to talk about um sensitive things, personal things like that. So, we as we start, we ask that you as you listen, uh keep praying i know if you're listening this has already been recorded but uh keep praying as you listen and pray for those uh uh those that are going through the same or have gone through the same keep them in your thoughts and uh again edna we want to applaud you for being courageous to share and come uh sit with us mere feeble men to share your story but we know someone will be enriched someone will be saved and someone will hear and seek the help they need so 
All right. Let's go into Ken- it. Kenan Kenan has to be the smooth talker <laughs> into <laughs> it as we easy to this conversation. <laughs> I don't know how to do what you do so I I'm just going to be me. Smile, <laughs> yeah, laugh, talk yeah. <laughs> and enjoy. So yes. uh thank you and of course definitely definitely. So Edna, who's Edna? Where was Edna born? Tell us a little bit about Edna where you're calling us from or where we're doing this recording from and um little bit about uh, well, let's let's get to know Edna a little yeah. bit. Who's Edna? <laughs> Okay. Right now I'm I'm in Nairobi, okay. Kenya, mm-hmm. and we're doing this podcast from I'm here you guys are there. Yep. And who is Edna? Um I'm a creative designer by profession. Mm-hmm. Meaning I do like graphic design. Uh-huh. And I'm also an author. I write mostly poetry mm-hmm. and also prose sometimes. And where was I born? I was born in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And what else did you ask? Yeah, no, that's, no, that's good. That, that's, that's 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 good. So, so Kenan, yes, she's a creative designer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are all creative designers. The problem is, she has work to show. We don't, as we have nothing to show. So, <laughs> we celebrate yeah. creative designers. Let me ask Edna. You know, just as yeah. we ease into this conversation, what do creative designers yeah. do? Like, what does that mean for someone who's a young person? Well, it's one of the things we like doing in this podcast is not just is also just give information that can somebody might miss everything else yeah. but may might be interested what is a creative designer what do you do what does that mean you know you go to college do they teach you how to draw what, what is that okay in simple terms i design like logos posters okay. uh-huh. brochures advertising and such kind of stuff So, in simple terms in simple terms in simple in, in simple es- in Ezra terms <laughs> in Ezra terms <laughs> all right so creative designer growing up is this what you always wanted to do how did you end up in creative designer how was the journey walk us through that journey as we get to know Edna we just want to anchor ourselves how did you end up in creative design and what inspired you and how do you see that like you know making you Edna Yeah, actually I didn't really think I'd be a creative designer. Mm-hmm. My journey with regards to that began in maybe class 5. I realized I could actually draw so well. Mm-hmm. Therefore I I went to high school and I studied art and design mm-hmm. and then after high school it was just it just flowed that I went to a course that is related to design which was a BA design mm-hmm. and that's how i found myself doing creative design work okay that's and i mean i'm sure it's very peaceful when you're designing and you're doing your creative work it's it's very it's very enriching yeah it's 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 nice it's yeah it's nice. nice yeah You know you know I think I think Kenan for those of us at least for you and I who have had Edna stories and we know I will see how this creativity mm-hmm. later on ties into her yeah. journey to her story and it's yeah. important how God actually makes things that even in your journey he preps you he yes. gives you all yeah. these things that can you know so people just wake up I, I want to be a a doctor <laughs> you know then then you're walking through your journey it's tough and your work is also stressing you like how do you pick even a career that when because life will always be ups and downs like even that career can be a tool of coping a tool of success a tool that helps you so right. so you start this in grade five class five yeah. all right so yeah. 
And uh, do you have siblings? If so, how many? You know, and what, 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 what? Where, where do you fit in that scale and and all that? You know, I'm the second born out of five. The second born out of five. All right, yeah. all right. Boys, girls, number. Um, the second girl. The yeah. first born is a girl, and okay. then three boys after. Oh, so it's two girls, three boys <laughs> after you. All right. Yeah. Wow. Amazing, amazing. Did you did you find yourself being the the nurturing one now that you're in the middle of them? <laughs> yeah. You have to take care of them and how or I don't think so. You don't okay. think so. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say you what would you say you found yourself being in the in the whole we're five in our family. So how many are you get can five you're five in our family. family. <laughs> <laughs> Your middle two? No, the last second, of the boys. Yeah, last of the boys. Yeah, and then one little girl. So second to last. Second to last. So you're the one of the spoiled ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ed is the second. I'm a first one. So uh, we're on the so family. That question was supposed to be for you then. <laughs> for me, <laughs> you know. I'm, so uh, as as a, as a second born middle child, what what would you say about my, what would you say about middle child and and just being that number? How he plays out into who Edna is. I think I was kind of like lost uh-huh. as in yeah. I'm not I'm not there and I'm not there. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how to explain it, uh-huh. but I'm just there by myself <laughs> you know they say as well the, the second ones are the forgotten ones really they yeah they're yeah, usually the so forgotten true. ones they it's the first one oh yeah first child second oh. one yeah. and then the third one comes the for, the first one is always there yeah second one is always forgotten then all focus goes to the third the fourth and the fifth so I can I can tell I'm not a second one uh-huh. but I can I've heard that a lot that the second ones are forgotten ones they just float somewhere <laughs> and I don't know how that plays in your journey as well. So we'll we'll also try to see deduce that as well. Interesting, yep. interesting. So firstborns, I think firstborns we end up being parents by nature. <laughs> we end up parenting a lot, by, right? By force, yeah. You know, by yeah. Fault, default. Then the second ones, you know, you're kind of as you said last. Hey, don't quote me, listeners. According to the dictionary of Canon, <laughs> my theory, please theory of Canon. Don't, don't take it to the <laughs> bank. Yeah. So, so second bones uh, yeah. tend to be uh, to I, I think middle children for the most part. There is that you know part, and then the last one. By the time they come, parents are you know I've right. seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen yeah. it all. And those are. So it's it's very interesting that you know how we grow, how you know. Even even the order of 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 you know children. I mean, you can even see this. I don't want to start preaching yet. So you can see it all <laughs> over the place. So we see that. So Edna is a um, second born in a family of five. Creative designer discovered the talent, the gift of design, and in fifth grade. Let me let me confess now, Edna. My worst class in school was art. <laughs> Like KCP, I had that forty-five out of a hundred. You know, I can. You know, it's drawing and me. We don't get along. So I'm glad that we. You can compensate where my flaws are, yeah. um, but you know, so creative designer uh, and all that. So, did you go to boarding school uh, or day school for any form of your academics? How the how's that childhood acad- or, or academic journey for you? Okay, in primary, I was not in a boarding school. I was mm-hmm. in a day school. Okay. That was just nearby. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it went well, actually. Mm-hmm. And I went on to high school. High school, I went to a boarding school uh-huh. in Limoru. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
and that was a bit different because now we are staying in school uh-huh. and it's just a totally different how was that all. how did you enjoy that experience was it tough how was it just walk us through that glimpse of somebody who's never been to a boarding school okay at first you have to adjust because you're used to being at home mm-hmm. then all of a sudden now you're in a school <laughs> and you can't you're not with your parents you're not with your siblings mm-hmm. therefore you have to just adjust eventually I adjusted and it was quite a good experience I'd say okay yeah and to put it in context uh when you, you know folks that are outside of Kenya and Africa in general when you hear boarding school <laughs> they attribute it to boot camp boot camp or this <laughs> yes. juvenile so yeah. boarding school in uh in those sides where and where we come from is you know high school we go to a boarding school mm. It's you get there for three months, mm-hmm. you study in school. Mm-hmm. It's no punishment. No. <laughs> it's not punitive at all. That's how the school system is there. And for the people that are listening from Africa, boarding school here is a, equated to, you know, your juvenile or punitive or something of that sort. Yeah. Yeah. But there are boarding schools here. So just to put that in context. <laughs> so you go to, you go to uh, high school mm-hmm. and then um, how's, how's the high school life uh, in terms of your journey now? As we kind of just... Uh, pick into it how how is high school in terms of your journey and what we are in context of what you're speaking to yep so 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 for listeners those who are joining us our our discussion today is our journey through uh schizophrenia our the journey of edna through schizophrenia and 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 um so how in high school does that the is is it a normal life do you get stressed do you get frustrated how is that journey like now you've gone you've left your parents how's that Okay, it was normal for the most part. Okay. But there were a few stressful things mm-hmm. maybe that were happening. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, maybe didn't cope so well, but mm-hmm. I just decided to focus on school because uh-huh. you know uh, you need to get good grades. <laughs> and that's what your parents really want. Uh-huh. Therefore, you just uh, try to figure out mm-hmm. life even if there are challenges yeah. you just do your best mm-hmm. and you push through yeah all right that's all what right. i'm saying so wow. so in high school your head is in results i got to do well i got to focus yeah. Yeah. ups and downs the goal is clear i need to get the results yeah. all right yeah so wow. you finish high school obviously college right yeah. by the way at this point what are your hobbies by the way before we jump into college what are your hobbies of course design is there anything else you used to do besides designing for your hobbies or you've always enjoyed back then in high school yeah in high school going to college what have been your hobbies stuff um, maybe art design mm-hmm. also writing mm-hmm. i used to write still back then mm-hmm. yeah okay Um, and what, what was writing for you then was it uh, was it a mode of uh, coping uh, with kind of the the, the 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 struggles that you were going through in high school was it a mode of coping to, to speak yeah okay so, yeah i used to keep a journal uh-huh. I, i've kept journals for so long i just used to find myself writing uh, today was like this uh-huh. i didn't like this i hated this right. and then Yeah and then I go back sometimes I I go to the old journals and then I read them like what what is this <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and and um, Kenan 
Do you have a journal? <laughs> Ezra, you know the answer to that question. <laughs> you know, we, no, but no. To to our defense, Ezra, we 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 don't write. We don't. We write. speak. We speak. We, <laughs> we let it out. We right. let it out. So no, we, she 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 lets it out too in her writing. Writing, yes. But for us, we yeah. we we. We talk. We, we, we did us. Yeah, our journal is our, our journal is our <laughs> <laughs> And then two days later, what did you say? Oh, you don't even remember. Right, <laughs> this is nothing. Right. You know, and I think that goes to so how to show how people cope with things differently, how our personalities play into who we are right. as a person, as a people. Right? You know, not everyone can write. Not everyone can freely express and talk like you and I. Right. So, just the fact that even from a young age this becomes part of who you are it's just an amazing thing in itself like mm-hmm. it's just you're naturally writing it's something you enjoy doing you know it's it's yeah. it's it's very amazing to a point to a point you're a publisher by the way shout out guys Edna has written yes. poems and she has published books and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. You better get your I when she told me I had to get one. Yeah. I had to buy it and I've been I'm, reading those poems, man. man I'm, I'm working on getting one. Too. You're working on yeah. you better get one I, by the know, end of I, this. I told you I wanted to listen to her story, story first and then yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I can put context to it. Yeah. And I think it speaks to uh coping skills as yes. you know we we joke about it but that's we might hate to admit it but that's how we cope cope yeah. you speak her she cope by writing mm-hmm. some people cope by you no know, writing music yeah, or really. going to the taking a walk uh-huh. taking a bike ride so uh-huh. find something that is a coping skill for you and yeah. you know just to help you because life is tough life uh-huh. is hard so find something that can help you cope mm-hmm. right so you graduate high school um what that period between uh before you go to campus how was it after just after high school um it was also okay a bit stressful mm-hmm. but i was also trying to keep busy mm-hmm. i remember i started doing some art lessons okay like painting mm. oil paintings and painting drawing yeah that mm. kept me busy good good till now i joined campus yeah some of us were taken to i know <laughs> computer classes <laughs> It's very interesting and other things you you were doing as we were getting in trouble with her parents because yeah. we will not sit still in the house <laughs> we're always out there so oil painting yeah. I just have respect for anybody yeah. who says anything to do painting mm-hmm. art and stuff it just we will talk about the brain one of these days and how it's wild and the artistic side of that so right you go to campus you study design in campus i'm assuming right so uh yeah. another transition so how are you handling transitions you transition from a day school to a boarding school in high school you know a little bit hard but you finally adjust how's your transition to campus and and what do you study there okay the transition it was it was peaceful and i studied design okay the transition yeah, is pre- specialized in graphic design so you transition to campus you have your freedom is no longer boarding you know you get to go in and come when you want and stuff like that so how is 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 how do you navigate now just start walking us through that journey now right. how you 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 start getting to I, I know it's in campus where something, some stuff, major stuff start happening. Walk us through that journey. What happens in campuses, in campuses, you're studying and all that stuff? Mm. Okay. I had mentioned that high school was a bit stressful. Yeah. And also the 
transition. Mm. It was a bit stressful transition mm. now from high school to campus. Mm. And though I haven't mentioned what that was, mm. but I think all that uh, stressful stuff or mm. stressful event that was going through is what kind of led to what happened now after second year mm-hmm. of campus. Okay. And I think it was coming slowly. Mm-hmm. Like I started withdrawing from people. Mm-hmm. I started um, not going to church, for example, mm-hmm. isolating myself mm-hmm. and losing touch with reality. Mm-hmm. That Those are some of the things that happened. Then eventually, after second year, when I went to for the long holidays, mm-hmm. now before joining third year, mm-hmm. in the middle of that holiday, there's a time um, I was taken to hospital mm-hmm. and I stayed in hospital for some time. And later now I was told that I have a mental illness. And this is after at, I was discharged. Okay. And this is at what age? Well, not age, but this is third year, so maybe... Sophomore here in college, That's going to here, sophomore, go, right? no, co- college, college is what co- co- 18 <laughs> is high school, my friend. <laughs> okay, out okay, in the math, <laughs> they've left you. Let's do the math, let's help you. So, so, so this early, is early 20s, early 20s right? No, early 20s. Yes. So, this is yeah. pro, you know, between the ages yeah. of 21, 23, in there, early there. So, early uh, 20s. Um, yeah. I want to. So, when you say it's stress, okay, then yeah. this is in high school. So, why you yeah. did you think? You, you call it stress and I think yeah. now now you can still call it stress but back then did you did you realize or did was it did occur to you maybe that it was something different uh, maybe I cannot the way you're coping with the stress what what did you call it then I mean what did you see see it as then in high school or yeah before you get uh, diagnosed okay I just I was just like um something is not right Mm -hmm. but uh, i don't know i'm trying to get a solution i'm trying to figure it out but i didn't know if it was stressing me or or i didn't know if now it's stress Mm -hmm. so to say yeah Yeah. did you ever share with anyone did you ever talk to anyone saying hey I'm, i'm i'm feeling just not like myself like at high school or even early stages of college no i didn't share with anyone okay okay and and you you've you've generally said you're a shy person. Too. Yeah. Um you're yeah. not too yeah, yeah. So that I can that explains So why. your personality, Just, who yeah, you are right. generally unlike <laughs> the two of us <laughs> will be screaming at the top of the world, our lungs, right? Right. So um <clears throat> wow. so you go through this phase in high school, you are actually uh feeling um distressed um you you find your ways to cope with it but finally in campus it 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 caves in it it just seems to have overpowered and overtaken you right so what are some yeah. of the things that really actually made you now yes you mentioned started with drawing from church so some of the things that you mentioned started with drawing uh what else um from people uh what are some other yeah. things that you mentioned okay i was also sad mm-hmm. like a lot of the time mm-hmm. I was thinking a lot mm-hmm. and yeah think think basically mm-hmm. yeah do people around you realize and if they do what is the conversation happening uh, 
I think they realize now when 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 I lost touch with reality. Okay. Expound yeah. a little bit yeah. if you don't mind that when you say lost touch with reality. Expound okay, a little like, bit on that. Like that's an example of that is like I would just walk somewhere and sit somewhere and now I I wouldn't want to go back home. Mhm. Yeah, and mm, maybe I was being called and I'm not picking the phone mm-hmm. and I'm not going back home and time is running out it's mm-hmm. getting late mm-hmm. yeah that's an example so you had moments where you'll just go and disappear and nobody knows where you are and people yeah. call you're not able to pick you don't pick up the call you don't return yeah how yeah. long how long does this go on such scenarios like this or how often okay, or how frequent it didn't happen for long mm-hmm. because when i got that first episode mm-hmm. uh, i was taken to hospital okay. mm-hmm. thankfully and now that's where they realized that what the problem was okay. and that's how i got the diagnosis okay how how did the family take that how did they handle that the, that news um i think they handled it well mm. yeah I don't know how they felt inside them because mm-hmm. I can't speak for them but mm-hmm. they handled it well because yeah. also also you you don't know like what it is maybe uh-huh. probably they didn't know what exactly it is mm-hmm. and how to deal with something like that yeah so I I don't know right no they were looks like they were supportive I mean that's the yeah, word to they use they were supportive, supportive. although it's a, it's a <clears throat> it's something foreign And I know for most people it's most families too when someone is diagnosed they go to those they they see an episode they really don't understand what what it is uh the yeah. least they can do for someone who's going through that is be supportive and I think that's that's they did that they were supportive they took you into the hospital and they they supported you through that first because that's the first episode and that they Yeah that was the first episode right right that's Interesting yeah. interesting so <clears throat> So you go into the hospital. How long are you in the hospital now? How long did you spend there and um how was that being in a, what, what is going on through your mind when you're there? Okay, that first time I was taken to hospital. I think they made me unconscious because okay. I can't remember. I just woke up and found them in a hospital room. Mm-hmm. And there are nurses there. Therefore I don't know how long it was but I know I stayed for a couple of days maybe a week or two mm-hmm. then then after that I was discharged Okay okay yeah. And then they you, you go home they probably gave you medications yeah. um yeah. how's that first the first days when you get home how how was that Um the first days they were okay I was now trying to learn like what is this thing that I've been told I have and it was also like a shock to me because I didn't ever think I would have a mental illness let alone schizophrenia. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So what 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 do you hear six schizophrenia I'm, I'm going to struggle with that throughout the entire this podcast. What do you think that is at that point? Like do you even know it? Have you had it before? Do you know anyone who has been diagnosed and, and you know so I'm sure you start doing research. What do you think it is? 
explain the emotions of you being told that you have that and how you process through that okay first i had never had that that word mm-hmm. it was like the first time i was hearing that word and i didn't know anyone who ever had that illness what i did was to go and just search google research and find out what it is and once i found out it was like a shock mm. and my first my first reaction was not to tell anyone mm. or to tell myself that i won't tell anyone mm-hmm. about this like it will just be with me yeah and that's exactly what happened i just kept it to myself for a long time wow so what shocked you what is it about schizophrenia like workers what is that because there's somebody who's listening to these and they see the word they hear the word uh what is it that when you read through what are some of the things that came to the like okay that got you to that place where you just wanted to hold on okay when i did the research i realized that schizophrenia it's, it's a disorder which affects someone's ability to think Mm-hmm. to feel and to behave meaning that when you have schizophrenia you have certain symptoms like you lose touch with reality you have delusions hallucinations you lack motivation things like that those are the things that i saw when i began to research mm-hmm. and the fact that it's also uh it's like when you do the research it said that it's a severe mental illness mm. that really scared me because because among mental illnesses i think it's the one that people fear the most mm. or people feel it's the worst because mm-hmm. it's also a psychotic disorder mm-hmm. meaning sometimes you have psychosis yep. yeah like losing touch with reality mm-hmm. right yeah so getting all that at once i i wasn't able to to process like there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel or something good will come out of it i was just like what well, i'm done like this is this is the end mm, right. right and i think you just by painting that picture it, it, i can i can see or i can tell that you're by yourself you know you're processing this by yourself the thought of maybe yeah. going to counseling or something hasn't come to in mind yet so you you're you're in this yeah. journey you you yourself you're finding it you're finding out what schizophrenia is you know there's it's a thought disorder you the symptoms that are coming you're probably experiencing this and you're all by yourself and that's that that's that has to be very tough so how is your quality of life then do you once you get out of the hospital do you get a job or how's that what's the quality of life then Okay, that time I was I was still in second year. Okay. I was now going to third year. Mm-hmm. Therefore, when I came back home, I had a few weeks to recover mm-hmm. and it was still the long holiday. Mm-hmm. Then I went back to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I just resumed school like nothing happened. Not mm-hmm. many people in school knew because mm-hmm. that was my secret by then. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't telling anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so you go back to school you you have the medications i want to believe you yeah. you have the diagnosis um yeah. how is school now you know how is how how, how now 
naturally as introverted as, as you are and then we sanguine z on the other end now you have this thing that you're dealing with yeah. how does that affect even now your relationship engaging interacting with people live alone the sickness itself and not the the, the the diagnosis itself but the the you the edna who people knew mm. how does that affect you yeah okay first uh, maybe i talk about the medications because mm-hmm. i was given medication immediately i was discharged mm-hmm. and those medications <laughs> they were not that good okay <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, they they have side effects. Right. Not that they're not good. They're mm. good. They do help. Mm. Though I struggled initially because mm. of the side effects. Mm-hmm. And it was also an issue because I wouldn't accept also to take them consistently mm-hmm. because of the side effects. Mm-hmm. And one of the side effects that I struggled with was like weight gain. Okay. And now because of taking them. Mm-hmm. I I gained weight. Mm-hmm. Then I went back to school and people are asking what happened. Mm-hmm. And then you can't tell them. Yeah. Yeah. I got diagnosed with a mental illness. Mm-hmm. I started taking antipsychotics mm-hmm. and antipsychotics brought about this change. Mm-hmm. Because you can't explain that, you just keep quiet. Mm-hmm. And you just withdraw from people mm-hmm. and you don't interact that much because you also don't want to share the story because mm. you're still processing and mm. it's still overwhelming mm. yeah mm. i think that those were some of the challenges i faced now when i when i went back to school yeah but again i just told myself that i have to i have to get good grades and finish so i just didn't focus so much on these are the things at least for that time i just focused on school and i was able to finish yeah and campus life can be brutal too and so it and i just can i'm picturing it just you being on this journey alone and you're in campus and the, the pressures of campus and the friends and the peers and all that and now yeah. there's a physical effect you know mental illness is it's internal i mean you can't someone yeah. can tell but now there's this yeah. physical effect that is visible you know and then it's yeah. it is it is attempting to unmask kind of what you're going through and i can believe that that must have been tough to just shoulder that to hide it not try to explain to to explain it so yeah that that must have been very tough so, so edna will i be wrong if i say that it seems as though from high school going to college whenever you are faced with an issue or a challenge or a journey um you're you're on the path of your journey um grades focusing in school was the the way out like you put your mind your energy your effort towards that one thing yeah i think um I think um these people who like when I put my mind to a certain goal mm-hmm. I just try to achieve it in spite of mm-hmm. anything else. Okay. Like if I say I'm going to do this mm-hmm. I make sure I do it. Okay. Yeah, and that can be good and bad also mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because maybe I should have addressed these other issues mm-hmm. and not addressing them probably led to this other extreme of now me getting diagnosed with a mental illness mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at that time I also didn't know. So I also can't blame myself. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 For sure. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that um because I hear I had that in high school, now in college yeah. you've been diagnosed, yeah. now you're back in school, yeah. but you tell yourself, listen, my my grades, <laughs> you know, I just got to put my effort, yeah. my energy, going to block out yeah. every other person, every other noise. I'm going to focus with 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 this. Two things I'm hearing. One is that you have an internal struggle. Now, on top of just the diagnosis, you you're hiding it. So that's an extra load yeah. that now you're carrying. Yeah. But then you also want to continue with with your life or the medication part of it also. Yeah. Why did you fear letting it known at that point? Okay. I I was afraid because of stigma. Stigma. Yeah, because yeah, what I read about schizophrenia mm-hmm. and discovering it's a mental illness mm-hmm. and the myths that were going around mm-hmm. that with regards to mental illness, mm-hmm. all that was just so scary. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to tell people that I have a mental illness because mm-hmm. there's stigma, there's all these myths mm-hmm. and misconceptions mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. so stigma well on that topic of stigma would you would I be wrong if i say that you had not experienced it but you just imagined experiencing it because at this yeah. point nobody knows nobody has told you anything yeah. but you're just imagining what people will say and that just hinders you from actually sharing or even getting other help that you might have should have got it yeah yeah So, so it's like self stigma yeah. self stigma and and i think it, yeah. it it comes from somewhere too i mean you you've it's it's historically you've probably heard of it or at this stage, at this time i can tell you young so at this time there's there's talk of mental health mental illnesses where you, where you are and and you know the self stigma mm-hmm. um i even going to say see that's the problem <laughs> not writing things down but yeah but I, but i i can i can i can relate with that i can tell how that af- that affects your fear of of getting the support oh i was going to say that um it speaks a lot to many people who are suffering in silence mm-hmm. because of the stigma oh and again it, that's why it's important for us to normalize mm-hmm. speaking about mental health and mental illness because there's people who can come out of their shadows and seek help because if we because of the, because of the stigma if we talk about it you know make it normal make it that it's not normal but it's okay to not be okay create a safe environment and people will come out of their shells and actually seek help so so can um, you say that uh, let me turn to you for a second um self stigma I find there's someone who's listening there's someone who's going through nobody has done anything to them nobody has said mm-hmm. anything to them mm-hmm. but there's already self stigma how do we as human being address self stigma because some of it might yeah. not even be what other people will yes. say or what has been said right. it's just what i think and because i think it becomes a reality and when yeah. it becomes a reality i start living in that reality right. virtual space of reality that i've created in myself exactly how do we address the self stigma first i think first of all if you just go back to edna's story she she went and researched okay and she read and the internet can be brutal again when you read you say psychosis this this and that it speaks to what you internalize that <laughs> and again it's the self stigma is not what people say uh-huh. about you but uh-huh. what you say about yourself mm-hmm. so 
again, those affirmations, affirming that, okay, it's, it's an illness, yes, but if there's people who are living with it, they have survived with it, and they've been okay. You know, affirming yourself and telling yourself that I can do it. It's bad, but yes, I can. So for me, the one thing I'll do for self-stigma is, and for anything else, is self-affirming yourself mm-hmm. that I'm okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. Telling yourself the positive things about it. And then, you know, soon and sooner you kind of degenerate it and it comes, you know, then you start seeking, seeking that help. So self, self-affirming self me, myself, mm-hmm. kind of would help. I, 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 but it's I, not easy as well. It's not. It's not easy. I think part of it also has to do with, I know myself. Let me speak to myself here. Let me speak as I'm talking to you as now. This is a meeting I've called myself, I and myself, right? But let me say this. I think that growing up, the things that you're not allowed generally just to say. You you know, you grow up where um, you don't share your failures. <laughs> your failures are supposed to be concealed and hidden. Uh, you don't, so you do, because of that, you don't develop coping skills that is healthy. So when you get into this point where it's, it's real, it just becomes a hard thing. So I think there's there's need for us as a as a people, as a community, as as individuals, to know that the distresses that we are harboring right now can materialize and grow into something bigger mm-hmm. if we don't create you know an avenue to address those right now. But let's come back to you, Edna, uh, as 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 we have a couple of minutes as we wind up the first session. Listen, us, mm-hmm. we're just we're just setting the foundation. The 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 story is long, but we're gonna condense it to make yeah. sense. So, yeah. so I think we'll 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 just let's do final thoughts because and then we'll pick it up yeah. after campus now. After campus. Yeah. Edna. How she deals yes. with campus. Yes. As we do those final thoughts, Edna. So yeah, so now you go through campus. Do you have any episodes in campus? Uh, and then we'll we'll do the mm. final thoughts. Do you right. have any yeah, episodes yeah. in campus? You're a sex sophomore, you know, which is a second year, you've gone back for third year. Do you quietly and nicely graduate from college? How how does that go? Yeah, the the only episode I had, I had the only episodes I had during campus were during the holidays. Okay. The one after second year, then I got diagnosed. Then after third year, I think I also got one episode, but it was during the holidays. Okay. Then I recovered, went back for fourth year, then I finished. Do those episodes end up you being hospitalized, or how do you manage them? Yeah, most of the time, the episodes I would have to be admitted in hospital. Okay. And when you admit it, you, you, you are drugged, you don't know what's happening, you, you don't have these conversations. Were you only taking drugs? Did you do therapy? Did you, you know, what was that treatment like besides drugs? Did you ever do therapy, counseling? Initially, I didn't do. Okay. That type of campus mm-hmm. or after campus, mm-hmm. I didn't do therapy. Okay. Yeah. All right. So listeners, I was processing that. Too, you so are processing yeah. that too. You know the journey through um, the journey of Edna, young girl, amazing gift, talent of design. I've seen her work. That's why I can say that. Um, focused, but also has this journey that she is walking through her early stages of life. That is your journey. That is my journey. That is our journey. We all have our own version of journey that we're walking. How do we walk through that journey as we continue with this conversation 
we're going to have closing shots as we finish this part one. Uh, be be sure that we're going to have some some good stuff coming in for part two. So I'm gonna just uh, start with you, Edna. Any parting shots as we close this part? Um, as as we close this part, and then uh, Kenan, and then we'll close this session, and then come back for part two, where we'll start talking about how the journey continues, the coping skills, and Edna is where she is right now. Okay, maybe I would just say um, to people out there, like if you have a struggle, try to tell even one person and try to get help before it gets worse or before it gets too late or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to talk. It's good to open up. It's good to be vulnerable. Yeah, though it's hard for some people. But I would just encourage anyone who's listening to this, if you're struggling with something, if something is not right somewhere, just reach out. Reach out to anyone that you can reach out to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll, I'll echo that. There's, there's help out there. There's help out there if you're, suff- if you're suffering, if you're experiencing something and you don't know what it is. You probably haven't been diagnosed. It's just an episode you're... Not just an episode, but you're, it's something that you're, you can't explain what it is. So... Um, they reach out there, reach out there and, and talk to someone. Uh, we at the Amazing Truth Ministries are here to help to, um, our contacts are out there. If, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're experiencing something and you need help, you don't know what it is. Uh, we are not experts, but we can obviously point you to someone that, who's an expert that can help. And again, I want to, for this part, I want to thank you, Edna, for, for sharing and being vulnerable. It's actually walking, uh, is it talking the talk? Walking the talk, walking. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Saying, yeah, doing what you say you're going to do, yeah. and you know, so um, yeah. being letting yourself out there. I know how difficult this uh, has been. We were planning it together, so I know how difficult it is. And 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 you kind of sharing this with us means a lot to yourself, and ending that the self stigma again. You know, from this this goes a long way to affirm yourself, and this will go a long way to affirm anybody else who's listening. So I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kenan. Thank you, Edna. For me, as we part, as we close, as we finish this part, I just want to say that uh, I think one of the greatest lessons for me is in these uh, talks and conversations that we have is a self-realization of how much help I need myself. You know, um, there are things that you deal with as a person and you don't have anyone to talk to or you toughen up. Some of us are in, out there in the community and leadership and stuff and you put a smile through all that, you know, but you are hurting in there. You're going through stuff by yourself. Uh, you have, you don't know. I, I've recently learned that I don't know how to cope with certain situations in my life and I still don't know how to. I still don't know how to. So just being able to hear the importance of making that a priority I think we're many of us and we thank you for coming out and sharing. So if, if you are in that journey, we are in that journey together. We are not experts, but part of this is even for us to actually be able to be enriched so that we can become better people in society. When we, so we thank you for being part of this journey, being part of the family. We thank you listeners. We thank you viewers for joining. This is the end of part one, but we're coming to part two because we're just we're just scratching the surface. There's so much we could have gone to. There's so much we can talk, but you don't want to miss the second part as we come back and continue building on this conversation. That is our amazing truth time.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you and see you on the next one.